0: welcome to maranatha teaching podcast i'm your host femi fenojo we have joined a series that i've been doing on maranatha youtube teaching channel titled the bible we have joined the series at the beginning of another season which we have titled the story of the whole bible today we are continuing to look at that question that arose from the teaching that we are given on the image of God. Remember, we were learning from our understanding of contemporary hearers in the days of Moses about the image of God. That is the question. Putting the image of an artist called Jesus into the church, is it allowed in Christendom? Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 to 6, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God. Which has brought thee out of the land of egypt out of the house of bondage thou shalt have no other gods before me thou shalt not make Thou shalt not make unto thee any grieving image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. And thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the Father upon the children, and unto the third and fourth generation, to them that hate me. Verse 6, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandments. The issue here is not about you beautifying your homes or you beautifying the temple with, you know, pictures or with color or with painting. No, the issue here is God said, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt have no other God before me the issue here is the problem of the temptation of idolatry so the issue god was dealing with here the question god was dealing with here or the problem or the temptation god was trying to avoid for his people here is the problem of and the temptation of idolatry you know the children of israel they were surrounded by pagans that worship various gods and they worship their gods through these images and god was saying listen you must not serve any other gods remember what we said in the last teaching Gods images worship and you are led by that God and then I don't want to go back to what we read before Romans chapter 6 verse 16 in the good news translation says surely you know that when you sur- re- surrender yourself as slave to obey someone you are in fact the slave of the master you obey either of sin which result in death or of obedience which result in in being put right with god in other words when people make a golden image a golden image a calf whatever when people make these images and they bow down to them which is what he said don't make these images don't bow down to them don't worship them because when you do that you become the slave of these gods whose image you are worshiping and by then you begin to experience the influence of these demonic forces the demonic you know dark powers upon your life. Now, at the beginning, it may look like fun and game. At the beginning, it may look like they are giving you goods and goodies. But no, you will pay a greater price. It will plunk people into darkness, into evil. If for no other reason, it will pitch you against the true God because the essence of idolatry is to replace the true God the true god whether you replace it with another gods or whether you replace it with money whether you replace it with you know activity the the essence of idolatry so idolatry is not only when you actually heal a you know a physical idol that idol may be an idol of a paganist god but that idol may be money that idol may be your pet you know hobby that idol may be anything. That idol even for minister may be their ministry. So anything and everything that takes the place of God that we worship and bow down to instead of God, that is an idol. And God said no. This image, which represents your worship, actually will bring you to a place of being, you know, a place, a place of where people are, I will pray in bondage. That's the word bring people to a place of bondage to this demonic power. They become slaves. They will begin to see a manifestation of the evil and wickedness and the nature of this evil power because the devil is a wicked devil. And this is what the Lord God was telling his people. Now that we have laid this foundation, we are now going to go into that question. So the first thing is that, an artistic drawing, or maybe even it's, even if it's an artistic something that somebody shaped, okay. What is the implication of that? Now, what people put in our churches' building, in cathedral around the world, are artistic drawing and painting of Jesus. Some sometimes they put those things in stained glasses, and what you will see is that oftentimes a lot of these are drawn from the history of the Bible, maybe from the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, from His life, from His death, from from His resurrection. I mean, obviously. No one really knows <laughs> what the Lord Jesus really looks like. But the first thing we need to establish here is that when we're talking about the images of God in this, in, in, in where we have read in the scripture, is totally different from somebody making an artistic drawing of the Lord Jesus Christ or a certain period of his life or a certain event in his life and putting that in the church. Now, Remember what I said, don't cut me off, wait until I finish my thought, okay? Or else you are going to misunderstand misunderstood what I'm saying totally, okay? Don't, pre- don't presuppose you know where I'm going with this. But the first thing we need to understand is that an artist drawing something or somebody actually coming into the church to beautify it, by drawing things or by carving things that are from the scripture that makes the scripture to come alive. Or it may just be writing scripture because the truth is, what about if we paint the cross? What about if we paint the picture of the Bible? What about if we put our logo? What about if we print the picture of a fish or the picture of a dove? You know, all those things that have come to mean something to all that bring the knowledge of truth in the scripture what about if we paint all those things in our church wall or, 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 or taint it into our church windows is that the same thing as somebody you know making a golden image or making an image of other gods? no actually this is technique this is totally not the same thing okay all these paintings that I've mentioned they are totally different from images of God that God was warning his children his children, not to carve images of God in any form, shape, or fashion. The images of God are usually, though not exclusively, they are usually life-size. They are carved images. Like I said, you remember the, the story of Nebuchadnezzar, when he made that image and said everybody should bow down. Now, it is very, very important. It is important for us to understand that the purpose of the image is for worship of the gods whose image we have carved. Now, that is not the reason why people put all these pictures in churches, okay? Oftentimes, people put all those pictures in churches to just beautify it. Now, there's another area there is. Another thing I'm going to say about that, but much, much later. Most churches... With this type of pictures, do not actually pour oil on it or bow down to worship those pictures, unlike the images that we see in pagan temples or that the images that God wants his people about. The question is not about the picture. The question is not about the drawing. The pe- question is not about those things. The question is the use to which those drawing is the use to which those pictures are being put into question. Are those pictures, are those drawings, are those things that we put on the wall, even if it is a word from the scripture, even if it is a picture of of the cross, even if it is a picture of the Bible, are those pictures, have they become an idol? And that is the question. If the reason why we are putting all those things is because we are putting faith in them, and I'm going to mention some of those things. If we don't do that in this teaching, maybe to flow up into another teaching. That is the question Have they become an idol? Because this can happen. This can indeed happen. We are something that we do, that we do honestly, that something that is biblical, something that we do honestly, that is biblical, they can become an idol. Your son, your daughter, your husband, your wife, your job can become an idol. The ministry can become an idol. Remember, we said that the essential heart of idolatry is something that takes your attention and affection away from God. Something that has taken the place of God. Isaac was, does not become an idol. Does not did not replace God in the heart of Abraham. He was able to offer him to God when God demanded for him. You remember the story of the brazen serpent when the children of Israel when they sinned and God asked Moses to create this brazen serpent and whosoever look into it they will be healed. Do you know that that brazen serpent became a source of worship later? Also when Moses died, you remember, God buried Moses himself and there's a reason why God buried Moses himself. Let's read first of all the brazen serpent. 2nd King chapter 18 verse 1. Now it came to pass in the third year of Ushia, son of Elah, king of Israel, that Ezekiah, the son of Heaz, king of Judah, began to reign. Verse 3. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father did. He removed the high places and break the images and cut down the grooves and break in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses has made. For unto those days, the children of Israel did burn incense to eat, and he called it Nehushtan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. And this is very, very important. The brazen serpent that Moses made, God told him to do it. And God used that brazen serpent to heal his people. It was right. It was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do because God told him to do it. But years later, in the time of Ezekiah, what we see here, that it has become a source of idolatry worship. So something, this was an image. Okay, this was an image that was made by Moses on the instruction of God. Something that was made, something that is of God in one generation, in another generation, it has become an image, a source of idolatry. The Bible says the children of Israel were burning incense to it. So it's not about the image itself, it's about the use that is being put to now. I mean, you could say, but God. God gave him that. So if they worship, maybe they worship. No, they you don't worship God through images because God knows the type of evil and wickedness that will generate from that. And you can see they've lumped the brazen serpent together with other images of other gods. That is why God said, don't have any such images and worship through it. Praise the Lord. What about when Moses died? Let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 34 verses 5 to 6, So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord, and God buried him in a valley in the land of Moab, over against Petpeo, but no man knoweth of his sepulchre unto this day. God buried Moses himself. I mean, if people can turn the, the brazen serpent into a source of idolatry, what would they have turned the tomb of Moses into? I mean, Moses, the man of God par excellence. The man that spoke to God mouth to mouth and face to face. The man that saw the the you know backside of God and his face was shining. Moses. <laughs> Moses. What if people knew where Moses was buried? What sort of idolatry will have developed around Moses? And this is the reason why God decided that it was going to to bury Moses himself. So, what I'm saying is that we must separate between an artistic painting and an image that people used to worship, but that one can become the other, and this is very, very important. And it's not just about the artistic painting of Jesus, it can even be the cross that was put on the wall. It can be, you know, I know people that almost have turned, you know. The, the seat of the man of God into an idol. A lot of idolatry going on in the church because we are making an image out of the things of the temple. The you know operation of the temple, the men of the temple, the women of the temple, the process of the temple. It is easy for us to make an image of those things. I'm, I'm going to mention one or two of those things. I'm, I'm trying to not rush ahead of myself. It is possible, but we have to separate we must not throw the baby out with the bad water. Many of us have pictures, posters, drawings of our best athletes, our father, our mother, our best footballer, our, our preachers, our mentors. Many of us have pictures of our friend, our church family member, our church family. Many of us, uh, we, we are fans of one football or another and we have their memorabilia. Many of us have all those things, but they are not necessarily images. They become image when they become our worship. But a lot of us have those things we beautify our home with them we put them in uh, in our wallets okay we put them in albums they are source of joy to us we don't worship them we don't worship them or worship God through those pictures there's absolutely not, nothing wrong in putting pictures on the wall to explain scripture okay you know there's a common saying that one picture say you know' it's worth thousands of words that is what they say one picture. Is worth thousands of words. It depends on the use to which those pictures, those drawings, or whatever it is we are talking about, it depends on the use in which we are putting them into. And we have to be very, very honest with ourselves. Okay. And I quite agree that a lot of these things have become an idol. And my point is, it's not just the artistic pictures, even some of our arrangement even some of the men and women in the church even some of the items in the church today have become idols because they have become they have taken the place of god you know when you tell some people this is what the bible says well we don't believe that's not the way we believe it in our church well is it what you believe in your church or what the bible says okay no we don't we don't see it that way okay some people will take their denominational you know, standing against what the scripture says, even if you show them in the scripture that this is what the scripture says. So they are man of God, they are woman of God, or their church believe has become taking the place of God. There you see idolatry taking place. So there are other, other issues and, and I'm going to have to take that in the next teaching. But remember what I said at the beginning. Please stay with me. Okay, stay with me. You will... Jump to the wrong conclusion. Hopefully, you are beginning to see where I'm going, going with this. you jump to the wrong conclusion if you don't stay with what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to balance this, okay? I'm trying to balance this. I mean, obviously, if, if my right hand will cause me to sin or if my eyes will come, I can pluck it out. So, if you feel that you, you don't want those things, you don't want those images, they are distraction, that's fine. But we need to understand what the scripture says, okay? There are other side of this discussion that I'm going to come into, that I'm going to explain. I was hoping that this will only take two sessions. Obviously, it looks like it's going to take three sessions now. There are other areas of this that we are going to, to, to go into. You know, the Bible says, Paul was writing to the Romans, I believe, he said, we all have knowledge. He said, but if my knowledge will cause my brother to sin, no, I'm not going to do it. He said, look, if, if they bring meat to you, don't ask questions. Eat it. But if somebody tells you that it's been ordered to idol, then don't eat it. Somebody said, well, does that mean that they are idols? Does that mean they are other gods? Paul said, no, 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 no. It doesn't mean that there are other gods. We know there are no gods but gods. All those things are demons. You could really eat it and give thanks. But if you do that and you hurt the, 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 the mind or the soul of another brother, now that is an issue. He said, I would rather not eat meat. Than allow another brother to be, you know, to to fall because of my action, because of my knowledge, okay? And that is very very important. And what I'm saying is that we need to understand when the Bible say we must not make images of other gods. When the Bible talks about images, we need to understand what the Bible is saying. Okay, we need to put them in the context of what what we are reading in the scripture. So I'm going to stop there today. And um, once again, thank to uh, Brashegon for bringing this up. It has given us an opportunity to go to dig a little bit around and talk about the image of God and talk about images in the church. Look, there is a problem of idolatry in the church today. There's no doubt about that. I've mentioned a few of them now and I'm still going to dig a little bit around about what what this also entails. But what we are saying is that a painting by itself, you know, putting a putting a logo up, putting the cross up, putting the painting up by itself does not count for worshiping other gods through image, or even worshiping the true God through image it does not count for that. It depends on why you are putting those things. Is it as a teaching aid? Is it as a you know a way of beautifying the church? Is it as a way of actually teaching truth from the Scripture? Okay. And that is very, very important. But if it has become an object of worship, remember what we said, one can transition into the other, as we have seen in the brazen serpent today, some, something can, can start out as being honestly done. But we have to be honest that if we now be, we see that this thing we are doing honestly, our members are beginning to use this as a form of idolatry. And, you know, I'm, I'm almost, almost going ahead. Of, let me say it here. You know, I mean, I'm still going to talk about it. You know, people talk about washing feet. People talk about anointing oil and quite a number of things that has become an idolatry practice. Now, these are things that you could bring scripture out to talk about it in the scripture. There are some things I will not do the way the world do it or the way many people, not the world now, the way many people do it in the church because it has become idolatrous. Okay, they have Taking it out of the context of the biblical practice, and they have become by and large idolaters. Does that mean that everybody that that uses anointing oil is an idolatry? No. And this is where we have to be very, very careful. It is the use. Now, some people may then decide not to, I mean, I still pray and anoint people with oil. I still do that, but I don't do it in the way other people do it. Some people may then decide that they don't want to use anointing oil at all because it has been bastardized. No, the scripture do say, anoint them with oil, pray for them in the name of Jesus. What we have to do is to separate the wheat from the shaft. We have to separate the wrong from the right okay there's a lot of idolatry thing going on in the church today we we are we are we are our man of God is becoming more important than the God of the man our method is much more important now than the Bible okay our 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 denominational belief is not is now much more important than the truth of the scripture now that is the problem And that is the one that we all have to guide against. Praise the Lord. I hope I'm beginning to answer this question. And we are going to continue. This is going to flow into the third section by the grace of God. Our Father, we thank you. And look, if you are listening to me and you are not born again, the time is short. Listen, this world, this art is a preparation for the world to come. If you spend 80, 90, 100 years here, what are you going to face in eternity? And let me tell you something. You're not going to disappear we are going to live forever. The question is, where do we live? With God? On the side of God? Or on the side of the devil? The people that will spend time with God are the people that he has be- become their God. He has become their king here on earth. How do you get visa into heaven? How do you, does heaven come to you now? Yes, becoming Christian is not just about going to heaven because heaven is going to come down to earth anyway. But you need to, Every needs to come to your heart. You need to be born again. You need to have the, this image of God. And I'm going to talk about that next time by the grace of God. You need to have that image. You need to be marked. You need to, to, be, to, 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 to be marked out for him. And then he will walk this earth with you. He will strengthen you to live for him on this earth. And when this is all over, you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. Do it today. Tomorrow. Maybe too late. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.